You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monique Stallings Ministry. Let's talk. We're going to start off with a, a song that was written by Marvin Gaye that is very fitting for what's going on now. What's going on?
was written in the 70s. I remember listening to that song when I was a little girl. And as any classical um, song, it is so fitting for the 21st century. I'd like to begin with a, with a word of prayer. And I'd like, to, I'd like to say, Lord, as all the listeners that are here listening, please give us, uh, have us to prepare our hearts for what we are going to hear on this radio podcast. But also, Lord God, as people express themselves and that, we as Christians come together and understand that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And we've all grown up in different cultures, and we've grown up in different, uh, with different, in different societies, with different mindsets. But when we truly become children of God, whatever we do, whatever I say, we always have to base it back onto the Word of God. And today, this. this understand about racism, because this is what this radio broadcast is about today, is racism. And I always like to start, when I'm talking about any type of subject, subject is to define what is racism. Now, according to the systematic system of racism, it's been defined as racism resulting from the inherent bias and prejudice of the policies and practices of social and political organizations, groups, or institutions. It is also called institutional racism, which is a term coined by black power activists Charles V. Hamilton and Stokely Carmichael, which was later known as Kawhi Kwan to distinguish it from individual racism, which is typically more overt. Systematic racism keeps the minorities of this city um, confined to a diplomatic apart, I'm sorry, dilapidated apartment buildings and slums, racial profiling by the police, and an act of systematic racism, and we won't stand for it. So as we can see, this is the definition of racism. Because this is a Christian um, podcast, I always like to go back and say, and always base it from things in the past. And in order for racism to have been formed, it's because racism is built on superiority. Who has the upper hand? What race has the upper hand? And I can take it from biblical principles. Starting in, um, I'll take it from Exodus. If every, if anybody has their Bible with them, we'll start with Exodus um, 21. It's dealing with the Hebrew slaves. The Lord gave Moses the following laws for his people. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he must remain your slave for six years. But in the seventh year, you must set him free without cost to him. If he was single at the time you bought him, he alone must be set free. But if he was married at the time, both he and his wife must be given their freedom. If you give him a wife, 
and they have children, only the man himself must be set free. His wife and children remain the property of his owner. But suppose the slave slave loves his wife and children so much that he wouldn't leave without them. Then he must stand behind either the door or the doorpost at the place of worship while his owner purchases a small hole through one of his ears with a sharp metal rod. This makes him a slave for life. A young woman who was sold by her father doesn't gain her freedom in the same way that a man does. If she doesn't please the man who bought her to be his wife, he must let her be bought back. He cannot sell her to foreigners. This would break the contract he made with her. If he selects her as a wife for his son, he must treat her as his own daughter. If the man later marries another woman, he must continue to provide food. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. Clothing for one for the one he bought and to treat her as a wife. If he fails to do any of these things, she must be given her freedom without cost. And this comes from the book of Exodus. And hopefully later in the show, I can go in many, 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 many different scriptures where it dealt with slavery. And in the Bible, even in the Bible, it spoke about slavery. And it dealt, it dealt with superiority. But God showed in that time that there were rules if anybody was going to have um, a, a slave. And in, in the book of Exodus, it never once depicted that the rules showed that a person being in bondage would be in bondage forever. Nor was that person to be mistreated in any type of way. Mr. Stones, do you have anything to say or anybody has any comments out there that's listening? In reference to this text. Is there anybody out there that like to make some comments, or there's a there's a chat box on the side if anybody would like to make a comment. Um, if nobody wants to to comment on it, um, I'm gonna move move forward with um, with the with the with the um, with the text um, let's see I can even go ahead and get some scriptures that I um, actually that I actually printed out because and the reason why whatever we do we always have to go back to the Bible 
what does the Bible say about anything? Because if we don't have that Bible, and we don't have the Word of God being applied in our lives, then we're subject to do and say anything because of what we as human beings. Um, I'll even give you um, a scenario. And, and again, I'm taking it back from, from yesterday, from days of old. We have in the commentary as it relates to the Exodus um, from chapter 21. The law records this in chapter, in this chapter, related to the fifth and sixth commandment. And then they are not accommodated to our um, constitution, especially in points of servitude. Nor are the penalties annexed binding on us, yet they are of great use for the um, explanation of the moral law and the rules of nature, justice. Here are several enlargements. One, upon the fifth commandment, which concerns particular relationships, the duty of masters towards their servants, their men servants, and their maid servants, the punishment, the punishment of disobedient children that strikes their parents, are cursed them. Upon the sixth commandment, which forbids all violence offered to the person of a man here is concerning murder, men stealing, assault and battery, correcting a servant, hurting a woman with a child, the law of um, retaliation, manning a servant in an offspring, damaged by opening a pit, cattle, and fighting. So, Although at that time and in that region, in that place, there were there were there was slavery going on back even back then. But then there were laws that were there to protect the slaves. And I, I'm making a, a comparison and a connection here. We're dealing with racism, but racism has brought on slavery. And God knew that there was going to be slavery in this earth. But because of the Jewish people, he didn't want his people to mistreat anyone that became their servant. And he gave specific rules to say, if you have this servant, this is what you do, and this is what you don't do. And so, if these things were not, um, were not implemented, then there were punishments behind it. And I'm going to go on to talk about verses 1 through 11. The first verse is, um, the first verse in, in the general title of the laws contained in this and the two following chapters. Some of them relating to the religious worship of God, but most of them relating to matters between man and man. This government being purely a theocratic, um, theocratic that which in our states is to be settled by human prudence was directed among them by a divine appointment so that the constitution of their government was um, peculiarity adapted to make them happy. These laws are called judgments because they are framed in infinite wisdom and um, equity and because they're magistrates which give judgment according to the people. In the doubtful case that had occurred. Moses has particularly inquired of God for them 
as appearing in um, Chronicles, first Chronicles, I'm, I'm sorry, Chronicles 18:15. But now God gave His statute in general uh, by which to determine particular cases, which likewise He must apply to other like cases that might have happened, which falling under the same reason fell under the same rule. He began with the laws concerning servants, commanding mercy and moderation towards them. The Israelites had, had I'm sorry, the Israelites had lately been servants themselves. And now that they had become not only their own masters, but masters of servants too, least they should abuse their servants, as they themselves had been abused and ruled with rigorous rigorous by the Egyptian taskmasters. Provisions were made by these laws for the mild and the gentle usage of servants. No, if those who had power over us have been injurious to us, this would not at the least excuse us. If we be in like manner injurious to those who are under our power, but with rather aggravation or crime, because in that case, we may, we may the more easily put our souls into their souls' stead. Here is a law concerning manservants sold either by themselves or their parents through property. Or. Hi, Anna. How are you? Thank you for for messaging. It's good to have you on the on the show. If you have anything that you'd like to say, go ahead and. And um, key in, and, and I'll address it for all those that are listening. Hey, Bonnie, I know you're out there. Give a shout out. Let us hear something from you. So then we're going to go on with judge for crimes. Even those of the latter sort, if, if he rules, were to continue in slavery. But seven years at the most, in which time was taken from granted that they would sufficiently have smarted from their follies or offense. At the seven years end, the servant should either go out free or his servant to, should um, thrust forward to be his choice. If he had a wife given by his master and the children, he might either leave them and go out free himself. Or if he had such a kindness for them that he would rather tarry with them in bondage than go out at liberty without them. He was to have his ears bored to the doorpost and serve, serve till the death of his master or the year of Jubilee. So, leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I started, I found it fitting to not take what's going on now, but to show you that there was slavery going on in that particular time, in that particular reason, with the Jewish, the Jewish people being, of being, um, were enslaved, they were taken captive in Egypt, and, and anybody, a lot of people don't realize that, but Egyptians are, Af- are actually an African race, and of course, you know, the world portrayed them, Elizabeth Taylor, 
um, saying she was, you know, she was, she was Cleopatra. But Cleopatra was actually an African woman. And it's, it's funny that this is probably good on another radio show, but um, my DNA was done, and I'm from Louisiana, I'm Purdue, and I knew that I had some African blood in me, or I knew I had some European blood in me. Um, I thought even some French. But when I did my DNA, come to the surprise was I have a friend, and a shout out to Anna, who's on the broadcast, and she's 100%, she's 99.9% Jewish. And when I did my DNA, I found out that I have 2.1%. And so it was very surprising to me because she would always, she would always ask me, hey, are you sure you're not Jewish? And I'm like, no, I know who I am, but I do. I come from the, the Ashkenazi Jews. And then my husband, who's on the radio show, say hello, John. Hello. that scientists have come up with. It goes back, they went to, uh, in Egypt, they went to the mummies there of the Pharaoh grave and they was able to do some DNA and it came back that uh, my DNA that I'm related to Pharaoh, Ramesses III, you know, and uh, so you're talking to uh, some uh, royalty here. <laughs> and amazing, my wife is Eskenazi Jew, and my roots goes all the way back to Pharaoh. So I tell all the time, I'm not going to let you guys go free. You're not going to be your <laughs> But anyway, uh, from what I was reading and talking about, and Marvin Gaye said, what's going on? The Bible said, there's nothing new underneath the sun. What has been will be done again, according to King Solomon. But I was looking in Exodus, I think, chapter 3, and... Verse 7, it said, Then the Lord said, I have seen how cruelly my people are being treated in Egypt. I have heard them cry out to be rescued from their slave drivers. I know all about their sufferings. And so I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of Egypt to a spacious land, one which is rich and fertile, in which the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Ammonites, the Perosites, the Mosquito Bite, whatever, Hittites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites now live. I have indeed heard the cry of my people, and I see how the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now I am sending you to the king of Egypt, so that you can lead my people 
out of his country. Now, instead of saying Egypt, I see now what's going on in America. God have seen all the injustices, injustices that are going on here in America with the people of color, with brown people, black people, all over, really. But uh, now God has decided to respond to that. Now, the other thing is I want to say what God is, I'm going to move on over to the book of Acts, which really uh, deal with what I see going on now. I was reading uh, Acts chapter 2, and I will begin to read some of this. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly the sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from the heaven and filled the whole house where they were all were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, as I look back at that one verse, they were all filled, their tongue was filled, they were all with tongue were filled with fire. That means anger, the people there. Okay? And then now verse 5 says, Now there were standing in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men? are speaking Galileans and how is it that each of us hear them in their own native language uh, and they talk about the different people so now what I'm looking at here as I see now they were all God God fearing people Jews from every nation when they heard the sound a crowd came so now it seems like here, when the book of, in the book of Acts, that when the day of Pentecost comes, when God decided to make His appearance known in a mighty way, all the people were there, and then all of a sudden they heard the sound and began to speak the same language, and and they, as a crowd they began to be in wilderness, like what we see in the crowds, the the marches and that's going on right now. So uh, we see what's happening. So that's where we at right now, and it's not just one people, one nation, not just the Israelite. This was the world movement. Well, that's going on now. So this is prophetic. Uh, God said, "I will pour out my spirit upon all spirit, in the, in all spirit, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and the old men dream dreams, and young people see vision." So it's a combination of the young and the old, the baby boomers and the millennials all coming together. That was. Awesome, Mr. Silas, how you apply the Word of God to be applicable and then to be applicable in what's happening now. And I want to piggyback off of this because, again, we have to understand where racism actually took place. And um, instilling, and I'm going to bring it to this perspective by saying, implementing slavery by basing it on the words of God. And we know from past history we have Hitler. Hitler, who wanted a pure race. Um, again, have my friend on, Miss Anna Slucky, who ancestors and my ancestors um, were taken into um, a concentrated camp and they were tortured and beaten and numbered and sent in gas chamber because you had one person one person who had a, a superior complex that thought 
shouldn't be alive. And then we have it where, oh, and we can even take that back. We go back again, where we had John's ancestor, Pharaoh, who refused to let God's people go. And so, because of that, they were in bondage, and they were in slavery. But the Lord, our God, Yeshua, Jehovah, showed his power, and he is God Almighty. And I can take that as a symbolistic um, approach to what's actually going on now. So, therefore, I want to read this and say, implementing slavery by basing it on the word of God. We as Christians have lived in a world where racism was based on the so-called foundation of the Bible, which we read some scriptures from Exodus, and Mr. Starling's read um, Acts, what was that, Mr. Starling? Chapter 2. About the implications or implementation of slavery. And so the slave masters apply scriptures from the Bible to control the minds of slaves. And they justified those things by um, taking African women, some of my ancestors, some of John ancestors, and anybody else who, who have an African-based uh, root there, where they took these women from their husbands, from their homes, beat them, raped, raped them, took their husbands, degraded them within their families, rolled them on, in oil to show who was in. What were they called, Mr. Sterling? Whips. Where they were hanging them or torturing them with their genitals. All type of ungodly things. There were things that I read where you had some of them where their masters would skin them alive. You know, just horrific and, and horrible things. Hello, Miss Bonnie. We're so glad that you're joining us. So, to make sure. So, living in America. You had the Indians. You had the Mexican people living there. And they came to America. They stole. They robbed. They took their land. This is history. This is true history. And so what are we seeing now in America today? We are seeing that same spirit of robbing and taking and suppressing another race because you think that you're superior to everybody else. And the, uh, the sad thing about it is in the Christian community, I'm talking about Christians, we in the Christian community have the vision. We in the Christian community have, have different mindsets in our mindsets or in the mindsets of Jesus Christ. God made us all to be different and to be unique in the body of Christ. But he did not make us to think that we are superior to, um, to others. Yes, Mr. Stone. Yes, I just want to continue doing a wonderful job. And, uh, okay, I was looking at the uh, another verse in uh, 
Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it says about the fellowship of the believers. Believers. Now, really, this was a revival. This was a revolution that was taking place in the book of Acts. And now what I'm seeing in America, that there is a new revival taking place in the streets all throughout America and throughout the world. Now, they said now, they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, they devoted themselves. The people that are marching, the people of color, and all colors. I call it the Baskin Robin flavor. Yes. You got black, 31 flavors. Black, white, yellow, uh, all chocolate, all of them. They devoted themselves to the
a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search, and a time to give up. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a t I'm sorry, a time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. Now, isn't that fitting from the book of Ecclesiastes? Again, we're taking biblical scriptures and applying it to now, now situations. We have people of all colors that are crying out. They can't say it's just the black thing. They can't say it's just the white thing. It's a people thing where people are crying out because of so many injustice. Injustice because of the color of your skin. Injustice because of your religious background. Um, racism and hatred because you're a man or you're a woman. And that's even talk about, we even go into um, things in this, in this world that God made man and woman. And we as Christians know that those things that are transpiring now with another race that's being formed, God did not create that. But we as Christians are to love the individual but hate the sin. And so there's a crying out that people are tired of being put down, beaten, because of who and what God created them to be. And we as people have to stand up and speak. Yes, Miss Lucky, she says, yes, his salvation, the meaning of his name, Yeshua Jesus, is for the world. But our cho but our choose to receive but we choose to receive it. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Brother Stallings. Yes, I would also like to kind of bring this on to current where we are right now. But I'm gonna go back to where Jesus because remember, in this court system, Jesus himself went to court and they lied on him. That we had a crooked system even in the courthouse with Jesus. And, and uh, they said, uh, and in, that, in the book of Acts, God did that from among you. This man was handed over to you by God, set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, and with the help of wicked men, liars, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him up from the dead, freeing him from this agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep it hold on him. David said about, about him. Now, the thing is, right, there's nothing new. Jesus went through the same thing, and we're going to go through the same thing. You know, the cricket courthouse and courts and judges, and I've been through a lot. But I want to tell you about one situation that, that kind of stands out, and which was a very festival, festival day when my son Antonio, uh, he graduated from high school. And we was, after the graduation, we was going to drop my son Nigel off. Windbreast. 
And all of a sudden, we were driving to the white van. We was all happy. Miss Arnold happened to be with us. <laughs> and Monique and Najee, as I stated. And all of a sudden, the siren came. The police light just came out of nowhere. As I was traveling down, did uh, crowd. And next thing I knew, I pull over. And the next, and I pull over. And next thing I knew, the cops were screaming. They had their gun pointed at me. They said, driver, driver, throw the keys out the car, out the windows. I did, and then Antonio said, that's kind of major for just a, a minor traffic stop. He said, actually, it's kind of in, it's rather intense for a traffic stop. So uh, it was intense. And uh, so we threw the keys out. He said, driver, open the door and get out. another level where we were all in the car but the focus was mostly on John the African American man and they had the guns pointed and they were trembling and yeah. yelling and screaming and everybody was just calm so my thought was oh my goodness we're on bad boys bad boys what we gonna do what we're gonna do when they come for you um, and so you know, and I'm sure we can all give testimonies. Um, our friend Anna, who's a Jew, she's a Jew, a Jewish, she's Jewish. And as Anna said, oh, what a night. Huh. And she's, she's Jewish, you know, and she's got given testimony because of who she was. What, who, who, because of who she was and where she grew up in. And, you know, even, even black people, and she grew up in the Bronx where she beat up and bullied because she was Jewish. So, you know, we all have stories. We all have stories, of, I'm sure, of some way of racism. But we as Christians and in the Christian community, we need to stand up and speak up what is right and stand for what is right for all people. And we're going to end with this. Yes, I want to say here, there's opportunity to 
share our experience and, and, and strength and to share some light and a minute and a minute and 24 seconds and um brother Stalin, that was a beautiful prayer because this is where we are right now and we always have to make the word of god prioritized in our lives regardless of what and where and these and the uh, information that was instilled in us by parents generation that we are we are children of god Jews and Gentiles, black and white, we are all God's children. And we thank you for joining the broadcast tonight. Let's talk about it. Hope to see you uh, next week. We'll have another topic. It was nice for everyone to join. Thank you, Ms. Anna. Thank you, Ms. Bonnie and whoever else is out there. We wish you uh, a safe and a blessed COVID-19 free life. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, amen. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Woodwork prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.